Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Scary Stories by the Campfire. We are your hosts this evening, Jason and Jeremy. Night. We're going to continue our conversation from the last episode. Oh, we just started over. That we had that we well that we had we had to cut short because Jason over here was technical difficulties, but we got it uh, kind of square at this point in time. So um, we are going to be talking about the res- sequel, Resident Evil Apocalypse. Oh yeah, that's uh, Jeremy. Yeah, it's gonna be a hooting and a holler for a fun time. Let me just tell you how much fun I'm going to have talking about these two uh, very bad movies, Jason. Two very bad movies. They're not that bad, Jeremy. They're garbage. It's a matter of preference. I think the movies, um, I mean, as Resident Evil movies, I. believe that as movies themselves they're not the worst movies now I think I think the biggest thing that we're gonna the biggest problem the biggest hurdle we're gonna have is trying to get over the fact that these have the Resident Evil names stamped on them yeah that's the problem we're gonna have yeah and you know we can start with the first one real quick you know let, first, let me let me kill the elephant in the room real quick. The fact that the director constantly puts Mila Jovovich in these movies because they're married just aggravates the crap out of me. But we're going to move past that. We're just going to waltz on past that. Now, so, first Resident Evil. Okay. Pretty basic concept. You got a guy who, well, at the beginning of the movie, you see they're working on a chemical in a vial. There's two of them, a green one and a blue one. And you see it go into a case, and you see some, a mysterious figure or a mysterious person take the case and throw a blue vial, shattering it into the lab, and then leaves. That vial goes from a liquid to a gas, and it starts going into the vents triggering a contamination or a biohazard threat. So the entire building locks itself down because it's ran by an AI. You're all going to die down here. Yes. So everybody ends up dying. Everybody. Don't matter who you are. And then we wait. We... Pop up into the mansion up top where Mila wakes up in a shower naked. Okay, first off, I don't know what it is, but they like to make this girl have as little clothes as possible when they can. If they can get away with it. 
this scene, the end of the movie, the beginning of the next one, the end of the next one. Yep. She starts the movie without clothes. She ends it without clothes. I don't get it. <laughs> so they, she wakes up and this team of umbrella corporation, mercenaries, soldiers, whatever you want to call them, come busting through the windows. <laughs> Smoke masks on the whole nine yards. And they're like, there's been a biocontamination threat. Let's all take our masks off. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I think you pointed that out. Yeah, they had... Um... Yeah, they all came in and they were all wearing their gas masks. And uh, they were talking about there being a contamination because the the labs or the facility that they called the hive was underground, which I don't know if the hive itself shares any sort of ventilation with like the mansion itself. I don't think that would be a viable thing to have like it have a connected airway, but. They break in, they go, yes, the hive has experienced some sort of biological contamination. And like as they say that, they all start pulling off their masks. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's you just said that it was that that's like a that's like a firefighter going into a burning building going, Yeah, there's a fire. Let me just take off my protective gear. <laughs> I'm not gonna really need it. It's not really there to help. But, uh, yeah, so they end up infiltrating the hive. They go in through the hive. and um, Well, before yeah, they go into the hive, they, they find Spencer. I think that's his name. The fake husband, dude. Was uh, his name Spencer? Uh, I'm honestly not sure. It's been two weeks since I've seen in that movie, and I've kind of... Man. Uh, you know, I don't know. They've just got Mr. Gray, Mrs. Miss Black, Dr. Blue, Dr. Brown, Dr. Green, Mr. Red. They got the whole rainbow in the cast on this on IMDb. So I don't know. Wow. Interesting. So they they take him. And they take uh, Matt, who claims he's a Raccoon City Police Department officer, coming to investigate. Um, and they take him down into they take him down into the hive. And their mission. Oh, and FY, FYI, for everyone out there, these are not Stars members. No, these people work for Umbrella. Work for Umbrella. Everybody here works for Umbrella except Matt. Matt's sister works for Umbrella, and he's coming to find her. Yeah, didn't they have some sort of thing where they were trying to? They were trying. The they were trying to expose her and Alice were going to work together to do it. And the Spencer guy, that that dude right there in the back, you know, mm -hmm. behind this no name girl that nobody knows her name and no one really gives a flying hoop monkeys about because she's only like two scenes and dies oh the medic yeah that one um she's definitely no rebecca chambers 
<laughs> no. Um, we don't get no Rebecca's in this one. He, uh, he, like, you find out later he overheard them talking about it and he was the one who stole the virus and started the whole thing. So they get in and their job is to shut down the AI that's controlling everything. Mm-hmm. And they find this hallway. And I hate this scene so much. Because first off, one of those people would still be alive. Technically, yes. So they go in this hallway and the AI is like, oh, defense mechanisms activated. It locks both doors. And there's four people in there. You have one who is the main leader, the black dude. You've got the medic. Yep. You've got... And two no-names. And two no-names. So... The AI creates like these lightsaber beams, I'm going to call them. They're, they're, it's supposed to be lasers. Yeah, they go across the room and they, they'll slice through anything. They just cut right through it. Like, like a hot knife through butter. Except you're the butter and it's the hot knife. Yep. So the first one comes through and, uh, one dude goes to jump. No, the first girl to die was the medic. It was the top one. And one guy went to reach his hand up and he got his fingers lopped off. I don't think he was reaching up. He was doing something and his arms were above, like, around his head. I think the laser was coming at them and the the leader told everyone to drop. And when he, I guess he got knocked down or they were all kind of falling back. He kind of fell back and had his hand up. So when he fell back, the beam just went right through his hand. When they called for the medic, the beam had sliced through her head completely. Yeah, right through the neckline. So she was dead. Don't even know her name. Yeah. But the guy with his hand chopped off, he's just laying there on the ground. Well, going in. Actually, no. He, I, nope, he would have died. I know exactly where he would have died. Now that uh, was it the crosshatch? Yep, the grid. Because it would have just sliced him while he's up on the ground. I just taken off a fire layer on the top. Yeah, so the next one comes and it's coming at the bottom. And they go to jump. Like one dude goes to jump over and it like shoots up and just slices him right through the middle. Just right through the gut. Yeah. While the, the main guy, the boss dude, he like pulls himself up. And it cuts, like, right below his knife. Like, takes the tip of his knife off. And then, on the next one, it's coming through, and it's got a top and a bottom, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna go right through the center of it. And it just turns into a a one-by-one-inch grid of blocks. And it just slices through him. Yep. We literally lost half the team in this 30 seconds. Yep. And and the thing is, is that you had the tech guy working on the thing. He's tapping away at his keyboard, trying to get everything to work. And when he finally does, 
because the the guy standing there, he's getting ready to jump, he's doing whatever, he's getting ready, and then it turns into the grid, and he's just like, ugh. And in, instead of taking a couple steps back, or at least trying to make his way to the wall to give him the most amount of time, he just kind of stands there. Yeah. And then the grid comes through, and, and the guy's like, got it, and then he died. But, but it, the grid literally know. finished like an inch or two past his body. Like, not even that yeah. far. He could have easily survived it. Mm-hmm. So, they get in, they get to the AI, and they shut it down. Oh. All the doors unlock, everything shuts down, and then their emergency power comes back on. So they start making their way back. And we finally, finally, after 35 to 40 minutes of this stuff, we finally get some zombies in our Resident Evil movie. Sorry. Yep, we got we got our first we got our first set of zombies on uh, on this movie, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. The Walking Dead did it better. Uh, yes, The Walking Dead whole department did it better. I mean, <laughs> this isn't this is an R-rated movie. And as far as I can remember, there's very, like, little gore in this movie. You know, there's, you know, so the zombies show up. They all have their fight or whatever. They're trying to escape. And the guy punches in the code and the zombies grab him and pull him in. And he's just like, oh, get me out. It's just his hand and like this mass of zombies. And you don't ever get to see any blood. You don't get to see any gore or anything like that. And I actually, we, I, I noticed it in, um, they, they like to do it so far. I missed it in the, uh, in the next movie, Resurrect, or Apocalypse. They do the same thing with the order. The, the, the children zombies swarm all over her. And that's all you ever get to see. It's just a swarm of zombies on someone. And The Walking Dead, they're pulling out guts. I was about stuff. to say, I, mean, even- I literally just watched an episode of The Walking Dead where there was a zombie like hooked to a fence and his body was so rotted that his stomach, it just gave away and the bottom half of him just fell to the ground and you just see all of his intestines and guts and just fall with it. Well, I mean, even, even when the zombies are biting people and stuff in the show, you get to see them bite and tear flesh and they're bleeding and you know they're ripping into them and stuff like that uh Shaun of the dead yeah another fine example you know he gets pulled out the window and gets ripped in half and whatnot so she, i mean because she runs out there and starts beating him with like his leg or something or his arm that yeah <laughs> but i mean this this is a movie with i mean over time over time i've learned that Resident Evil is not a zombie game. 
the first the first several games set up the zombie premise. They're like the basic, you know, cannon fodder for the day. But as you progress along, there's other variances. There's Nemesis, as we see in the second movie. Uh, the liquors and all that. Uh, but <laughs> so they they shut down the queen. She it, it shuts everything down, unlocks all the doors. So now they're having to fight their way out. Um, they do go back and reactivate her. Yes, because in order to get out, they use her as a way for her. Or as a way for them to escape. Yep. So they make their way out. They fight. What? There's like what? Oh, the the creatures in this game. And just so everyone knows, uh, Michelle Rodriguez or Rain has been bit at least three times by now. She got bit in the hand at the when the zombies first came out. She got bit twice while trying to save her friend in the elevator. And then she actually gets bit another time when he is a zombie. Yeah. That girl took more bites. <laughs> and she still didn't transform until the end of the movie. But, but um, so they make their way through the facility. And you get your standard fare of Resident Evil monsters. You get your zombies, your, what they call the dogs, the Cerberus. Yeah, something like that. In game, in game. Um, your big baddie is the liquor. Um, no. Other than that, that's it. Huh? That was some horrible CGI. Yes, the CGI did not age very well in this movie at all. Good night, that thing was horrible. But they make their way out. Everyone's ends up, everyone ends up dead. And the only people to make it out is an infected Matt and Alice. Which is quite funny because, uh, what's his name? Oh, oh God. Hold on. Kaplan. The tech guy? Yeah. Mark, played by Martin Cruz. Um... I mean, he plays in Dead or Alive. Well, that's not a big highlight. <laughs> oh, and I guess he's got an uncredited scene in Resident Evil Afterlife. And Extinction, apparently. And, oh, just popping up. and Apocalypse, apparently. He just, play, he just plays a zombie in every one of the movies, I bet. <laughs> so, they, um, they, they heal him, right? Because he got bit. So they give him, you know, a strain of the virus to, uh, they give him the antidote. Uh, and then what happens? A lick, the liquor yanks him out the door. And kills him. Yeah. And you're just like, but what? The only people to survive was Matt and Alice. Matt was infected. Um, when the scientists show up, he's got the little weird mutation on his arm with like little tentacle things, little wormy looking things. Yeah. And they name and they name drop 
the Nemesis program. You take it to the Nemesis program. And I don't know if they were planning on a whole bunch of sequel movies. Um, but that was them kind of going, ooh, Nemesis. And uh, so Alice ends up waking up in a in a medical facility. And she pulls out all her little cords or whatever. She goes outside and she goes out into the street. And the place is deserted. It's, it's just, you know, it's an apocalypse. It's an apocalypse. And they got cars all over the place. And she walks up to a police car, pulls out the shotgun. And then the camera zooms out. You see, like, the rest of the city. It's all destroyed and on fire and all stuff. Yeah. And that's the end of the da, 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 Not Then we cruise. Not one what? single video game character in that first movie. No. There was not a, not a single video game character in this movie. But, because oh. Because this movie... Huh? I was going to say, that medic, she plays in Aliens vs. Predator. She probably died in that one, too. She plays a supervisor, whatever that is. A what? She play, uh, she's credited as supervisor. That's the character. So she's some no-name, oh. but she's in it. She could have... Yeah, she could have been something that was working for, like, Wayland Butani or something. Um, so, I think, in the grand scheme, this movie's not, like, real bad, bad. I think we've said this is probably the better of the franchise because they kind of take their own spin on it. But I think Apocalypse, because truth be told, I've only watched three of these movies in their entireties. The first one, the second one, and the third one. And out of those three, I think this one's the better one. Apocalypse is the worst one. But Extinction, the next one's like my favorite, which is really odd to say because it's it's not that great. But we'll get to that when we get to it. There's a reason why there's parts of uh, um, there's parts of Extinction that I do really like over all of them, and like you said, we'll cover that when we get to it. Um, I keep forgetting that. She went from being in the Fast and the Furious to this. No, Michelle Rodriguez? Yeah, she's also in Dungeons and Dragons, by the way. The new one. She's also in Avatar. She plays Holga. Yeah. So, Resident Evil... And like I said, this movie is better because of the direction it takes. It does its own thing by uh, by also borrowing elements of the game. T-Virus, the mansion. Yeah. But, and I think that's where Apocalypse... Oh, Jason, I think you froze. Well, I will continue while he uh, finishes up, seeing if he can get back. Um, I think that's the problem with 
Apocalypse uh, is that it tries too hard to try and incorporate the game. Oh, there you are. You froze up on me for a second. Yeah, it's uh, it's acting kind of weird on my end. Hold on. I think it's your internet. Um, oh, it's fine now. Yeah, it's looking like it's all right. What I was saying was, is I think the reason why Apocalypse like fails so hard, in my opinion, is that they try to have their own thing, but take too much from the video games. And just failed at integrating it together. Just failed massively. Because Apocalypse, they're trying to recreate Resident Evil 3. That's what they're borrowing from. Yeah. You have yeah, Jill yeah. Valentine, you have Carlos, you have Nemesis. You yep, know, yep. all of it is from Resident Evil 3, which I just beat the remake like a week and a half ago. Absolutely phenomenal game. If any, if you haven't played it yet, I I highly recommend it. These Resident Evil remakes have been top notch. Um, but I think that's where it fails because it's like you said in the first one. You know they're doing their own thing, but they're they're pulling little bits and stuff from the game to kind of connect you to the game and to the movie. But with Apocalypse, it's just it's all over the place. All over the place. And I think the first problem that they had is they made Raccoon City too big of a city. Is it a small city? It's smaller. It's smaller to the point that your stars, there's only like eight people and the entire stars unit. But I don't know if you noticed in this one, the police department was so massive. Everybody on the front line was stars. Everybody in that building was stars. And they all dressed like Chris Redfield from the first game. (laughs) Yeah, they all had the same, they they all had the same uniform. And I think a lot of what happens in this movie makes like no sense. Okay. So. The outbreak happens, and they start the movie off as like it's a it's a normal day. You know, they're talking about the weather, blah, 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 blah. Then all of a sudden, they start talking about these weird instances that are happening. And then the, the, the Umbrella Corporation sends out their black SUVs to pick up all their scientists. And the, the zombie outbreak is happening. And... Jill Valentine's, they, they introduced Jill as this disgraced stars, you know. Um, that was my first problem. Why is that? Because it's wrong. Why? Because she wasn't disgraced? No. I think, I think there's like a, uh, I think they were trying to make her like, more hardcore than she actually is in the game, at least to this point. <laughs> but, um... So she goes in there. I don't know... 
I don't know why she's changing into what she's changing into. You know, she goes in, she starts taking off her like high heels, and then they say that these attacks are going on, and she just like slips on her like knee high boots. And out the door she goes, and she goes straight to the police office. She goes straight to the police department, where they, all the police are trying to arrest these zombies or whatever. And she just goes in, and he's you froze up a little bit on me, Jason. But uh, to finish his statement, she just goes in and shoots him. You froze up on me a little bit. Yeah, I. I you were like, that. she goes, she goes into the police station and. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He just stopped moving, and I was like, Are you, I think you froze again. See, the thing is, is that my internet's fine. It doesn't have any like. I don't know. Maybe I just got too much going on at the moment possible uh, so yeah she just goes and starts shooting people and then we meet oh my god what's his name god i i hated him so okay yeah, I, know, I know you i know you hate this guy but the whole police scene was just awful well yeah like, who it goes was. in there and just start shooting him in the head and like all the police officers are like ah oh, ah oh, it's just jill i told you you got to shoot him in the head you don't. We don't but even yes, know what's get, going on. <laughs> but then you get to yeah. But then you get to uh, meet Jeremy's favorite character, OJ, LJ, LJ, played by Mike whatever. Epps. Yeah. And I get what they're trying to do. There you go. That's your favorite character. Right? Um, they're trying to add this whole like, um, comic relief. And it, I don't need comic relief in my Resident Evil movie. Why? We got, you're going to have plenty of that in Welcome to Raccoon City. No. There's no comic relief. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so Carl, I mean, Leon. I mean, yeah, Leon, not Carlos. <laughs> it's pretty sad that the the Leon Kennedy and Welcome to Raccoon City, which we'll get to, actually looks more like Carlos than this Carlos. Yeah, this. Well, what? I'm trying to think of um, what Carlos looked like in the old games. I think he had like the short, straight hair. He did in the old. old then the new one, he's got the, the the curly hair. But so the whole town's being, or the whole city's being overrun. Um, Carlos and his crew are flying in, and ironically, Umbrella was able to put walls all the way around Raccoon City. How did they manage that? Don't know. They How did they manage to wreck the walls strong enough to keep everybody in in that short of time? There's only one way inside and outside the city, which was over a bridge. It must be underground. I mean, they managed to build the entire hive under the city with nobody knowing. Yeah. So they built the walls underground too, and they just yeah. and they just shot up when they need to. 
And uh, so they weren't letting anyone out of the city, so everyone was out on their own. Um, Jill, uh, I, I think it was what, Peyton? Preston? Uh, Sergeant Preston. Peyton. Peyton. Uh, him and the, uh, the, the reporter, they end up at a church. And this is this is my biggest problem. <laughs> this is my biggest problem with Resident Evil movies, okay? <laughs> you cuz I think all the characters have been kind of okay, in the first movie there wasn't any real characters based off of anyone. In this movie there's a lot of characters who are based off of other characters, but you have one main character named who is supposed to be a video game character, and that would be Jill, right? Mm-hmm. You have, what's his name, Ashford? Yeah, Dr. Ashford. I know there's Ashfords in the games, but I don't think it's the same guy. I think they're just using Ashford as a last name to go, hey, look, he's kind of from the games. It's a name you recognize. But Carlos is another one who's like straight from the games, and his buddy Nikolai, right? Nikolai was his uh, partner in the game, right? Yeah, except, yeah. I think, I think his mo- yeah, I think his motive is like entirely different in the game. Wasn't he kind of like a bad guy in the game? He is a bad guy. Okay, so he's a bad guy in the he's, game. So in, in Resident Evil 3, uh, he's being paid by another company to smuggle the virus out of raccoon city okay so like you create a vaccine and he ends up taking the vaccine from you and he's going to take that with him and try and sell that too so they take these characters now carlos kind of plays his own field for a little while nikolai is completely different than he is in the game apparently but carlos is playing his own field of the game until he meets up with the rest of the team later on. But Jill spends most of her time with Alice. And this is what I hate about these movies is that they, 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 they take the initiative to put the video game characters, the characters that we grew up on, the characters that we love, and they turn them into side pieces for Alice. And Alice shows up and just saves the day and pulls them out of any garbage that they get stuck in. And that's was what I was meaning earlier when I meant that the director being married to her and making her the focal point just aggravates me. I mean, the church mean? scene alone, she they're in there fighting the liquors, right? And she just comes ramping through a giant plate window on her motorcycle, comes revving down, and she's just like, move. And just sends her motorcycle flying forward. Somehow, magically, it doesn't fall like it actually would have. That thing, as soon as she jumps off, would have just... <laughs> but, you know, action movies. Yeah. And she kills all three liquors without batting an eye. And I'm just like yeah, and, and and what makes it even more disappointing 
Is it the fact that they... It's almost like a complete reversal of Jill's character. Like, she's... At the beginning of the movie, she's changing her shoes or whatever. She hears about the outbreak. She just suits up. She goes to the police station. She's like, bam, 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 bam. She's just shooting zombies all in the head. Pow, pow, pow. Then she shows up at the... Uh, the, the she, the, they, she rescues a couple of people when they're, you know, at the gate or whatever rescues her friend Peyton, takes him to the church, and all of a sudden, as soon as Alice shows up, she becomes almost incompetent. Like, she can't shoot the liquors? Are you kidding me? Throughout the rest of the movie, is, is she just she just kind of becomes this dumb character. I don't want to say dumb because, you know, not dumb is... Uh, it's just a poorly written character. It's like, Alice... You find out Alice starts getting, like, superpowers. Which <laughs> is another dumb. thing that she gets... She's like psychic powers and stuff, which actually gets expanded on more in the later movies. But I think her superpower is her stepping in and making everyone else incompetent. <laughs> I it, it it is horrible. So apparently, between the reporter, Peyton. Jill, that one guy who was in the church with them, between all four of those people, they couldn't do anything to one liquor, but Alice just comes in and kills all three of them in like a span of like less than a minute. So they make their way out. <laughs> that's when they go to the cemetery. Yeah, that's when they go to the cemetery. And, and then the, the dead start coming out of the cemetery. And they just which start. Is a nut- which is another thing. How does the T virus spread into the ground? Is it? it I know it's airborne, it, but not like know, not that yeah, much. Okay. Yeah, I mean, even even still, even still, if if the T virus at the beginning of the movie when those guys opened up the hive, let's say the whole interior of the hive is just chock full. Of the T virus, and they open up the door. Of course, something's going to leak out, but it's going to disperse because it's not right there at street level. So, it doesn't make any sense. The zombies just climbing out of the ground. It's not like people are walking along coughing on their on their graves, <laughs> and the zombies like, oh, we're infected now. But what was even better is every time they got in a fight like that. You always had the whipping sound effects every time they punched. The sound effects also really bad. (laughs) I was waiting on the booms and the pows to come up and like from the old Adam West Batman TV show. So throughout this movie, throughout this movie. Ashford is looking for his daughter. And he finds Alice's group. He finds Carlos. And he he tells them both. He says, hey, find my daughter. She's at this location. She's at the school. So that's where the two teams end up meeting up at the school. Which Umbrella has some of the easiest computers to hack I've ever seen in my life. 
Oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go in here and I'm just. I know. I I just. Like I said, some of the some of the deaths in these movies are so horrible. Like the the reporter, she goes up, she finds a girl in one of the classrooms, thinks it's uh, what's her name, Angela. Yes. She goes over, goes to like, hey, we're gonna we're trying to rescue you. She turns around, she's got like uh, a hand in her mouth. She's like, ah, oh, right. she's eating on some hand or whatever, and then. She turns around and there's like a whole swarm of kids. Like, where are those kids coming from? Were they just waiting in the next room? Yeah. Like, she comes in into an empty classroom and then she turns around and there's like a whole herd of them. Yeah, there's a, there's a horde of them. And they knock her down and they do like the pile along where you don't ever get to see anything. She's screaming. The video camera's recording her death. Um, and then you cut down to... Uh, who is, who is who met up with uh, Nikolai? Was it uh, Alice or Jill? Oh, it's Jill. Because the dog attacked him. And he's like, I got this. And then a second one comes and eats him from the side. I'm like, what? Yeah, he, he gets kind of like one of those jump scare moments where he's standing there talking to her. and We're going to go da da da. And then all of a sudden it knocks him down. Yeah. And... Uh, He's like, no, you go. I've got this. Uh, uh, and then all of a sudden, another one comes around the corner. He's like, uh. And then he just comes up and gets eaten alive. It's really stupid. Like it, really it's... Just... Oh, man. They don't give any of these actual... They, they, they don't give these characters, like, actual dignified send-offs. I mean, I don't think there was, like, a dignified send-off for any character in this. I mean, I know we'll get to it later, but, like, my favorite character dies between movies, apparently. Your favorite character? Yeah, apparently, Leon dies in between movies. I think, I think they do that with a lot of the characters. I think Chris was kind of in that Feel like, too, but we'll get we'll get to that later. But, but it's yeah. How does how how does what happen, PJ? Death in between uh, movies, I guess. Um, so they rescue the girl, and throughout the movie, they're showing Nemesis. Nemesis is moving around the the the, the city. He goes up to this like stars bunker or whatever. They're all holed up in some sort of look like a restaurant or something. <laughs> and he goes in and just mows them all down with a minigun. First off, LJ would be dead. Yeah. I'm just going to say that because he's got star members on either side of him and somehow manages not to get shot with a minigun. And this is just like, that man would have died. Here, here's, here's another thing. You had the sniper up on top of the building. Got blown up by a rocket launcher. Okay, so you have you have the sniper up there, right? He's up there, he's chilling. 
Zombie walks in. Sniper. Pow. Headshot. He sees he sees LJ. He lines up. LJ sees him. He's like, hey, I'm 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 a friendly. Pow. Headshot. That's the zombie behind him. He he barely misses LJ's head, hits the zombie behind him. <laughs> Two good shots. Nemesis shows up. Pow! Chest shot. Pow! Chest shot. Did you forget how to shoot your gun, bro? <laughs> the man is like five times bigger than anything. He's a literal. When they say when they say you can't hit the broad side of a barn, he is that barn. <laughs> you just shot two zombies. Pretty fast pace. You almost no scoped that one. <laughs> that was by LJ. He just got pulled over. It was it was dead, you know? You can't tell me you couldn't hit Nemesis who's walking towards you at a very slow pace and you you, you managed to get two chest shots. <laughs> but he ends up blowing that up and kills all the stars members and leaves LJ. And uh as the plot progresses, he's the one who kills uh, Peyton also. Shoots um, him with a minigun. Yeah, like I said, very undignified death. You know, yeah, we didn't know anything about Peyton or his backstory or anything, which is one of the things I didn't like about this movie is that you have all these characters and none of them have any sort of backstory. They don't, have, they don't have anything that makes you attached to them. And you progress down the line to where they all end up getting captured by Umbrella. And then you get the, you get the fight between Alice and Nemesis up on the rooftop. Fighting hand to hand. Little sword to sword or whatever. Oh man! And do you, do you, and 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 they they did the same thing. They did the same thing, like Silent Hill did. I, I can't remember. I don't know which movie came out first. Uh, so you talking about the first Silent Hill movie? No, no. Let's go with the second one. So this movie, it, it, this movie. Apocalypse came out in 2004. Uh-huh. Uh, Silent Hill. Hold on. Uh, continue your thought while I find it. Uh, continue your thought. Oh. Uh, they did. They did the same thing like... Silent Hill 2, or whatever you want to call it, where they took Pyramid Head, who was the big baddie in that one. Uh, 2006 for the first one, 2012 for the second one. So 2012 for Silent Hill 2, and this one came out in 2004, so several, several years later. But, so so this is the first time they did it, but they took Nemesis, who's supposed to be the big baddie, when in reality it was that French, whatever that guy was, 
The random umbrella position. employee. Is that what his name is? Uh, hold on, no, hold on. I'll tell you what his name is. I had this up on uh, Ian Glenn. Oh, I was I was about to say because his name is Major Kane Thomas Kretschum. Kretschman. Major Major Kane. Yeah. Well, like Major Payne. No, do not uh, disgrace Major Payne. You cannot disgrace Major Payne with this guy. Well, all I know is that he was the bad guy, not Nemesis, no matter how much they try to throw it at you. But Nemesis in the games is this monstrous character who does not stop. <laughs> all the time. He's going and going and going. And yeah, in this game, they've... they've since he is a mutated Matt from the first movie, he's supposed to have feelings. There's supposed to be some sort of humanity to him. Which, the only thing that they got right from the game with Nemesis is the fact that a French guy is controlling Nemesis. Because Nemesis, actually, in the third game was brought over from Europe. Yeah, but he is a bioorganic weapon. Yeah, he was he was actually made in Europe because you find a uh, a journal that says they're talking about flying him over and they have to be careful because they don't know if the bump if if it gets rough if it'll activate him before he gets to now, where they need to. Was he like formally made that way. Say what? You cut out. What? I got. It. I'll wait for him to get his question out. <laughs> was he a man before, or was he created that way? I believe he was a man before. They, I, if I, if it says in a journal, I must have missed it. Um, I just remember reading that they brought him over from Europe. Right. Well, all I know is that they have their little fight or whatever, and then they 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 try to make Nemesis into this kind of I, I don't even know what the term you would use, kind of this tragic character, and he ends up. He ends up blowing up a helicopter with a rocket launcher, which apparently the falling debris from the helicopter kills Nemesis and a spinning propeller knocks out Alice. Yeah, that was terrible. And then they, uh, then they all load up into a, a another helicopter, and they throw uh, the French guy out, and he gets eaten by the zombies. And a one of those swarm scenes. Come on, man! He was the bad guy. Let's see him get ripped apart a little bit. It's an R-rated movie for crying out loud. Most of this movie was PG, thirteen, but. 
I still don't know how that happens. Nemesis gets crushed by a helicopter and he's dead. In the game, he what takes quite a few rocket launcher shots. Oh, he like morphs like twice and all this other stuff. But then Alice is killed on the helicopter because of what the helicopter crashing or something like that, getting ready to crash. And yeah. uh, she ends up protecting Angela, gets uh, speared through the chest, kills her, I guess. And uh, when Umbrella shows up, nobody's there but Alice's body. And they take it, whether or not it's, a, it's, a, it's the full clone or if it's just her revitalized, but she's sitting naked in this little healing tape. <clears throat> My goodness, pardon me. Got sinuses or something going on. But she wakes up, she remembers everything, she beats everyone up. She gets rescued by the by her teammates. They show up, they rescue her. Yeah, they walk out, which is what I, the guy I was looking at, the guy who plays the doctor, who I recognize from Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. You know he plays Bruce Wayne? In uh, Titans? Mm-hmm. thought I recognized him. Yeah, because Bruce Wayne, I'm sorry, but in Titans, Bruce Wayne's old. Guy's well, like 70-something years I'm old. I'm just saying, like, I, I didn't know he did. he played Bruce Wayne in that. Like I said, I know him from Game of Thrones. He's a big character in Game of Thrones. So, to answer your question earlier, um, so Nemesis uh, is a tyrant variation. Yeah. So, yes, he was a person, but in the original game and in 3, there's no specific name of who it was. Okay. Now, in they've kind of changed um, exactly like what it is. It's a par- nemesis is a parasite, not the T virus. Yeah. And in th- in the remake of three, they kind of loosely push that it's base. It's the same. It's a variation of the Lost Plagueis parasite from four. That's why they're bringing him from Europe. That's quote unquote the the remake version. Yeah. Uh, but in the original, it was a a parasite variant with the T virus. It was a tyrant variant. Oh. <laughs> so there was no actual like person like they didn't name anybody and say this is right. who. T- nemesis is uh it makes sense makes it more uh i just remember in the old games and i wish they would have done it in this movie because that would have been great but where nemesis just picks up that dude by his face and it's like hoists him up off the ground by his face and like the tentacles like shoot out of his hand and through the dude's head i think, I think that character was brad 
Brad something. Brad Vickers, I think. He was the helicopter pilot from the first game. He is the one who left Chris and Jill out there, or left the team out there. They went out there, and he got spooked and flew off without them. It was I mean, just he did come back. I just that scene that that scene and that video game just always stuck in my head. Yeah, I mean, it, it was the character that got killed off who had been prominent in the first game, but um, yeah, so they they escape with uh, they escape with uh, Alice, and guess what? That's the end of the movie. Ta-da! And you know what happens? We go into the next movie, which also has Alice, Carlos, Jill just happened to have disappeared at some point. There's no Angela. Her dad was killed, but there's no Angela. So, I mean, we get stuck with LJ, but... He's in the third one? Yeah, he's in the third one. Oh, God, here we go. But we get Claire Redfield. Whoa. Claire is about the only actual like redeeming factor of like these movies because I think as the movies progress she actually becomes almost on par with like Alice and like how tough she can be. But even then I think they kind of push it over because the problem with these movies uh, I, I mean we've been talking about problems with these movies since the beginning. I know they've changed over time. They are all still survival horror. I, I use the word survival horror. But the original games were actual survival horror games. I think all the way up until 4. 4 got a little bit action in it. But it is still a lot of survival horror. While like Resident Evil 5 is almost just straight up like action horror. Yep. And I think that's what the problem with these movies is, is that you're focusing more on the action and not the horror. So when you <clears throat> you get a room full of zombies, you're not scared because Alice is running around drop kicking them and doing these run up walls. and Again, just, it, it's kind of like what we talked about a minute, uh, at the very beginning. That's where The Walking Dead does it so much better. Yeah, The, the Walking Dead. Yeah, the story kind of got stupid, but like when when they're swarmed by a horde of zombies, like they're genuinely scared. Yeah, and you get to see that visceralness to it. Like I said, this is so besides like the language, so, uh, quite a bit of nudity. Yeah. But in the violent department, like the blood and gore, you're almost missing the whole section there. Honestly, I think if they took out the some of the language, I think they dropped maybe like two F-bombs a whole movie. Oh, well, I think in a PG-13 movie, you can drop one. Well, this is R. Well, I know that, but I'm saying you, you drop one F-bomb, you... Get rid of the boobies, and you got a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like this is a PG thirteen movie. For all intents that and purposes, you, it is a PG thirteen movie. I mean, you got you got some extra boobage in there, and uh, oh, you know, because LJ's driving down the road and he sees those naked zombie 
strippers or whatever. And he's just like, oh, crashes his car. Yeah, stupid, stupid stuff like that. But let's see what everybody else thought. All right, let's start with IMDb with the first movie. First movie, huh? So Resident Evil, yep. 2002, 284,000 votes on IMDb on a scale of 1 to 10. Jason's giving it a six. PJ, what are you thinking? Is Raven here? Um, I know she's here. I haven't like seen her on. She must be bouncing so. it out. Well, with the first movie, Mother. PJ, the zombies have gotten you. It was a 6.6 out of 10. Jason, you were closest. Sweet, sweet, so you take sweet. the you, you you get the you get the antivirus then. Now that's not me. Oh, that might be the... Okay. Now, Apocalypse in 2004 on a scale of 1 to 10 with 208,000 votes. What you think? Ooh. Jason going real low. Uh, Jason... The zombies got you. PJ, you are the closest. It was a 6.1 out of 10. Really? This movie got a 6? <laughs> Apparently nobody's ever played the games. Well, I mean, like I said, like the movie in of itself, if it didn't have the Resident Evil name to it, would be an okay movie. I think it just with the Resident Evil name attached, it just makes it kind of worse. Takes points away. All right. Well, it's the virus meter. (laughs) The virus meter, huh? The T virus meter. (laughs) Like how I did that. (laughs) All right. So, with the first Resident Evil movie. On a scale of 1 to 100. Who's getting infected? Well, it looks like you both are getting infected. This movie got a 35% on the T-virus meter. Wow. That was awful. And now for the audience score. <laughs> An ultra gory video game to movie disappointment. That was ultra gory. I saw more gore in the first 
first uh, movie saw. Zombie movies, of course, allow for a certain degree of poor acting, and that certainly is the case here. Game fans would be disappointed. Zombie fans will be disappointed. Paul Anderson fans will be disappointed. All right, so for the audience score, <laughs> y'all went way low after that one. Uh-huh. Well, PJ, you've managed to survive. The audience gave it a 67%. Oh, wow, people were disappointed with it? 67. They liked it more than you thought. Uh it's almost identical. <laughs> it ain't identical. <laughs> People are like, it resembles the game so much. They ain't identical. <laughs> and let's move into Resident I'll, Evil Succalypse. With the T-Virus meter, Jason giving it a 26. PJ, what you got? What you got? I'm packing mine a custom made. <laughs> LJ, okay. just shut up. I got, I got, I got my guns. All right, Jason, you're a zombie. PJ, okay. uh, you got eaten by a liquor. Audience, are. T-Virus Meter was a 19%. 19%? These movies are just tanking hard. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's certainly bad news for cinema when a video game gets turned into a full-length feature film. The, oh, my heart plummets at the prospects for a follow-up. Uh, they got a follow-up. Fans of the games will have fun spotting the Easter eggs on display, but precious little else. Indeed, the chief horror here is the cliffhanger, promising a third installment. Well, they got plenty of installments, so... <laughs> a zombie movie as dead-eyed and soulless as its Walking Dead villains. What? Oh. Do they get better? LOL. So the action that we're here for is incomprehensible. And the story, what we're not there for, even more so. Oh, God. Oh, God. All right, looking at the audience score. Jason going way down low. Uh, PJ, no, they don't get better. Like I said, the third one is our favorite. I, I kind of agree with Jason on that one. Just because of some of the aspects that we'll talk about when we get to it. Um, it's 50-50. Like there, the parts that I do like in the next movie are really good. But the parts that I don't like in the next movie, I really don't like. I, mean, I think it's just the way the movie kind of flips towards the end there. 
Uh, so, uh, Jason, Nemesis done shot fun. you with the minigun. <sighs> PJ, you managed to survive. Audience score was a 60%. I don't know what these people are thinking. Okay, well, I've lost, I've lost faith in humanity. <laughs> oh, sweet. Baby Jesus, I have no idea. No. No, I do not. So. But that is all the time that we have for tonight. We hope you've enjoyed our rocking round of Resident Evil so far. Uh, Next week, we got Resident Evil Extinction. Sorry we had to do a double take this week. We, like I said, we had technical difficulties last week. But we are back. And... We are trying to make this even better. Uh, I don't know if you saw Jason, but at the very beginning, I had to go, Resident Evil. No, I didn't actually hear that. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, But, again, we will see y'all next week. Same time, same campfire. Uh, Actually, it's not going to be the same campfire. I think we're going to Vegas next time. Yeah. We're we're, getting out of Raccoon City. We're going to Vegas! So get your uh, get your gas tanks and uh, let's uh, let's prepare to hit the road because it's nothing but desert. <laughs> yeah, trust me. There's, there's no Griswolds here. <laughs> I was about to... Vegas, 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 Vegas. There, there, there's no no. Well, there's not going to be any fun in Vegas. Let's just say that. Whatever whatever happens in Vegas, is the bodies are going to stay in Vegas. Well, we will see y'all next week. Laters. away from the ordinary there's a place where anything goes where the excitement never ends and the party never dies and the party never dies